This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, and we're joined by Hammer Manny. Manny is our man in the Y108 studios, one of our producers. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this discussion you and your mom had. You're a single guy, right, Manny? Yes, sir, single. Don't have a girlfriend, never been nope. married? No, 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 no. Uh, your mom uh, and dad, they moved here from India about 40 years ago? Yeah, something like that, 40 years ago. And, uh, yeah, they've been married ever since. Uh, they were arranged marriage, too. They were an arranged marriage, and they... Uh, they still, uh, you know, are connected to the, the Indian culture and, uh, and the practices that come with that, right? That's right. That's right. Okay, so what happened? Your mom turned to you, you. You guys were somewhere, and your mom turned to you and said something that you didn't really understand. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we, we watch, uh, you know, Netflix shows here and there, and, and, you know, one caught our eye. It was released uh, a few weeks ago. It's called Indian Matchmaking. And so, you know, we, we decided to give it a try and finish it in a day. But uh, <laughs> during one of the episodes, um, my mom randomly just says, uh, hey, no pressure if you don't get married. And I didn't know what to think about it because I was like, hmm, is that reverse psychology? Or like, are you just like, are you seriously okay with, you know, me not me being single for the rest of my life? So I was like, I'm kind of confused as to what she meant by it. And, uh, well, yeah. You got out your recorder, and you went and confronted your mom to try and get to the bottom of it, and this is the conversation you had. Okay, so, Ma, um, you know the other day when we were watching um, those Bollywood dances, uh-huh. and you said to me, you know, there's no pressure if, if you don't get married, ever. So I just, I just want to clarify, was that you using reverse psychology and actually putting pressure on me, or do you actually mean that? And they, have you given up hope on me ever uh, getting married? No, not at all. No, I mean, just no pressure on you at all. Because you still have another four years at least. Oh, you're so only I, 25. So you're expecting in four years I'll get married? Yeah, by the time you're 30, it's okay. Oh, nice. And uh, in case if you don't find anybody by that time, uh, we can always find one from India. Very pretty mm. and very sophisticated girls. Okay, so I don't let you pick out my clothes, and you're going to pick out my wife, though? <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with it, because if I think that the girl is um, looks good with my son next to him, and then my son is going to be happy with her, what's wrong in it? Cool. All right, Ma. Well, thank you for clarifying. I appreciate that. You're most welcome, my son, anytime. <laughs> No pressure, Manny, but the clock's ticking. You've <laughs> yeah. got four years. Yeah. That's four years. Tight. <laughs> yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I don't. It, it's there's a timeline here, and I'm like, okay, so there is pressure, but then there's not pressure it's, right it's, now. It's ex- exactly the opposite of no pressure. Your mom has just told you <laughs> if you don't find someone in four years, she's picking your spouse for you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's the reality of the situation, right? I don't know, man. And are you so, open to that? Would you be open to an arranged marriage? Uh, you know, I don't know because, you know, after watching the show and also, you know, knowing, uh, you know, just from personal experience with my parents, like how arranged marriage is, it's, it's kind of, it's tough because it's like a love marriage versus like an arranged marriage. So I don't know yet. I haven't really decided. Uh, because I haven't even, I haven't put any thought into it yet. But I mean, it's hey, if the with, right person 
if the if the right girl comes along, then then maybe. But I still have not like really decided yet. Divorce rates are over fifty percent at this point, so maybe we're not good at picking our own partners anyway. <laughs> you never know; you could get lucky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could. Yeah, so maybe that maybe that's an encouraging sign to to get in a range of marriage. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I like how your mom's her top uh, priority on the list uh, when picking your wife is she looks good next to you. Uh, we can always find one from India. Very pretty and very sophisticated girls. Okay, so I don't let you pick out my clothes and you're going to pick out my wife though? <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with it because if I think that the girl is um, looks good with my son next to him and then my son is going to be happy with her it's like a casting call it's like oh those two people would look good together on a billboard <laughs> i think she's thinking will they have pretty babies <laughs> yeah maybe i mean it's good to know she has her priorities straight you know in terms of picking out my wife that's that's good to know because i don't even have my priorities straight for picking out my wife so <laughs> do you think your mom, mom do you know? think she's already got a list <laughs> Is she going online Ooh. at night and like looking at uh, available women in India? Well, you know, she does have uh, WhatsApp. It's that application that she uses to talk to everybody uh, from India, her relatives and everybody. So uh, she says she gets like over 300 messages a day. Now, I don't know what those conversations are about, but. It's all know, her friends you know, back in India yeah, saying, hey, yeah. we've got a daughter. Uh, <laughs> your son want to marry our daughter? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it could be. It could very well be that, man. I don't know. But uh, I, maybe I should do some more investigating. Hey, Not sure. what do you here's think? the million-dollar idea. We got to develop an app called Tindia. It's like <laughs> it's like Tinder, but it's for the mothers of single men and women so they can swipe right or left and then arrange their marriages for their children. Interesting. Tindia. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think I could get behind that. I could totally. I just, we can sell my mom on the idea too. <laughs> your mom's your mom's already looking in the app store, seeing if she can find it. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't be surprised if my mom already like has has developed an app like similar to what you're talking about. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. Well, keep us posted on the situation. No pressure, Manny. No but uh, you got <laughs> under three years now. You're wasting. You're burning daylight here. You better go find a, a wife before your mom does it for you. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. <laughs> Hammer Manny in the Y108 studios is with us. Uh, Manny, your mom is text messaging you now after we talked about how uh, she told you there's no pressure for you to get married, but just be aware, if you don't find a girl before you turn 30, she's going to arrange a marriage for you. That's right, that's right. And, and your mom is pretty excited that we're talking about her on the radio. Oh yeah, she's super excited. Uh, the text. She's she's very proud of herself. So uh, thank you guys. Thank you guys for doing that from, <laughs> from my mother. I appreciate that, and she appreciates that. So that's great. Manny's mom says, "Ooh, I feel like a celebrity." <laughs> that's all it takes, eh? That's all it takes. She's a very uh, she's a very sweet, wonderful woman. So it's uh, very easy to make her smile. Yeah, she sounds super cute, man. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I love my mother. I'm a mama's boy through and through, for sure. Okay, and what else would you like to add to your dating profile since we have you on the air? <laughs> uh, you know, Man- you Manny's know on the air dating profile because <laughs> it's crunch time. He's got to find himself a wife. Uh, you, know, you, know the, you know the phrase tall, dark, and handsome? Maybe let's do like, like mid, like sort of like kind of tall, like not too tall, but not short either. Dark and handsome. Let's do that. Average height, dark and handsome. There we go. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> do you have the beard? What kind of facial hair are you rocking these days? 
Full on beard, man. Full on beard. Yeah. I like you with the beard. Thank you. I, I I definitely prefer having a beard. It feels weird to not have one. You look you shaved the beard off. Everyone else was growing beards when COVID uh kicked into high gear and Manny shaved his off. I almost didn't recognize you when I saw you. You have a bit of a baby face. I do. I do, yeah. It's a little bit of baby fat there. I have a butt chin. So uh you know, the lame no, no, joke. No. You have a strong chin. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah well i guess a strong chin that's that's, that's nice to know that you think that mm-hmm. but i appreciate that that's you great. have to think that manny's chin uh, can retain four days of rainwater <laughs> <laughs> such a cleft <laughs> okay uh, hey we had that idea that we should start an app for indian moms who are trying to find uh husbands or wives and arrange marriages for their children Jim, you did a little Google search. It already exists. Yeah, there's multiple ones that already exist for arranged marriage. Hinder is one, H-I-N-D-U-R. And See, then, mine was Tindia. That's almost the same yeah. thing, Hinder. <laughs> and then there's another one. It's called D- Dil Mil, D-I-L-M-I-L. What's that uh, mean? I, I don't know. I'm, so, I'm not well-versed in, uh, in the native tongues of India. I'm not too well-versed in those, but... Uh, I'm open. I'm open to trying that. If that's if that's oh. <laughs> here's what here's what people from India call it. Instead of Netflix and chill, they call it dill mill and chill. <laughs> oh wow, that is true. You must speak some Indian, Manny. No, like no, you're, when your mom. Will you understand your mom when she yells at you? Uh, I mean, I'll hear her when she yells at me, <laughs> for sure. But uh, <laughs> to say I understand exactly what she's saying, I. I can't say that I can speak it. I can understand certain parts of it, but yeah. there's, you know, there's too many dialects. Uh, not too many, but there's a lot. So it's, it's tough. But, you know, for the most part, I can understand some of it. You can tell if she's mad at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's boy. not mad this morning. What a celebrity, Manny's mom. <laughs> we love you, Manny's mom. And uh, we can't wait to see where this this arranged marriage thing goes. I'm rooting for Manny not to find love in the next four years. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the show. I want to, this is fun. Yeah, everybody's always wanted to try and go for it when they see the drawbridge going up. <laughs> this guy in Detroit. Uh, I wonder if he's terminally ill or something. Like, what, what makes you start ha- rationalizing things like that? Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go for it this time. <laughs> well, because every time, you, like, people talk about it all the time. I bet you him and his buddies planned it. Anytime you're drinking and you start talking about hypotheticals, like, everybody talks about how they want to hit uh, uh, the thing that loads up all the cars and transports the cars. You know, you see one of those yeah, on the highway. Yeah, you see it with the ramp down and yeah. you want to jump. Everything from the Dukes of Hazard. we want to try. <laughs> I just want to hit the side of a dirt pile and go on two wheels for a little bit. Yeah, totally. Or do the whole 180 flip in the air, land back. Terry's on the phone. Hey, Terry. Uh, you guys talk about jumping bridges. How about diving underneath one of them big, tall crop sprayers? <laughs> I'd love to do that. Just wants to see the look of the guy's face. Yeah, I know a guy. There's a rumor. A guy I know, a friend of, uh, of a friend, went uh, underneath with a motorcycle once. He's oh, yeah. one of those crazy guys who would be doing, like, uh, wheelies all the time in a motorcycle in high school, and you oh, just yeah. uh, thought he was going to hurt himself, and he apparently yeah. did it. Oh, really? 
Would not suggest it. Not a That's smart That's a great move. way. I also oh, know people no. who've uh, really hurt themselves on motorcycles, by the it's way. It's just like a fantasy thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about I would the, do it, but it'd be cool to see the look of the guy's face. There was a guy in Detroit, if you're just joining us, who, uh, who yeah. went for it at a drawbridge. So the bridge started yeah. going up, and he yeah. just laid down on the gas. And he, oh, yeah. He now. made <laughs> the jump. But all yeah. four of his tires popped, and he was arrested. Yeah. And it's everybody has thought about doing it. This guy yeah. actually did it. Yeah, Taz, I, I had ha- the video up, and then I went to play the video. Of course, you had all these stupid cell phones, right? Well, well, the thing is, they don't actually have video of the jump itself. Uh, oh, I, I have a, I have a newscast here. Uh, if you yeah. want to hear it, this is the attendant who was uh, working at the bridge at the time. Taz, yeah, I hit the emergency stop, and the bridge jammed. Detroit police putting out the unusual call this evening. Well, yeah. Actually, he took the hazard across and made it across. Over he went, blew out all four of his tires, and then he crashed through the other gate over there. The cop said it was like the Dukes of Hazard. That's what it. I call it the Blues Brothers. That's a first for me. That's a first. For me. It also did happen in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah. We've got a Dukes of Hazard Blues Brothers situation over here. Also, it could be a, if it was a bus, it would be a speed. <laughs> the uh, the bridge worker noticed the guy was going for it, and he hit the emergency stop button as well. See, I thought they had like tire poppers, some sort of spikes that would pop up anytime that thing would start to lift. As a as a measure against this, maybe some bridges do. Because hmm. because because people have but probably then, but thought then you're going to kill the guy, right? Because if their tires pop, they're not making the jump. Yeah, but then you're also preventing them from wanting to try in the first place. It's a deterrent. Yeah, guy, <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered for this guy. All four I bet. of his tires were popped, so maybe they did have it. Yeah. Or, or it could have just been from the impact of the landing. Yeah, but this guy also timed it right too because. I th- if it was all the way up, you probably never would have made it. So he probably timed it just as it was going up, the <laughs> clock ticking. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't his wife's car. <laughs> his dad's or his mom's. His dad's car. Oh, my God. <laughs> my, oh, what would your dad man. do? I think my dad would probably respect it. He'd love the Dukes of Hazard. Loves <laughs> Blues Brothers. I think he would... He'd be, I'd have to pay, pay it back, but he'd probably have a smile on his face. Extra, extra, read all about it, extra. Fake news you choose. Jim Van Erp is our contestant. Good morning, Jim. Morning. How was the weekend? It's good. Nice, relaxing weekend. It's nice to have those every once in a while, isn't it? Yeah. Too, many, too much stuff always going on half the time. Okay, so this is the game where we give you a headline. You guess whether or not it's real news or complete nonsense that Jim and I have made up, okay? There's uh, five different headlines. You need three out of five for the win. Okay, sounds good. First headline, dentist sentenced to 12 years in jail for extracting tooth while riding a hoverboard. Fake news you choose. I'm going to go true. It is true. You are fake news. Yeah, we had heard about this guy before. There's a video online. Now, when I say hoverboard, it's not like Marty McFly's hoverboard. <laughs> it's one of those ones with wheels, right, that you see mm-hmm. teenagers riding around on? Yeah, you balance on. <laughs> He's been convicted of uh, reckless endangerment, illegally practicing dentistry, and medical assistance fraud. So apparently that, uh, that video got the attention of some people <laughs> who dug into this guy's past. 
And uh, he was he was into a couple things there. If it was the hoverboard alone, I would just be impressed. It's, it is impressive. Well, it's impressive until he falls and like kills somebody. But did he? No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he he pulled he pulled the tooth out and then he like put his arms over his head and rode away like nailed it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> now he's going to be in jail for twelve years. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> Next headline, fake news you choose, Jim. Child hospitalized after incredibly strong uncle accidentally rips their nose off for real. Uh, I'm going fake on that one. Yeah, You are fake, fake news. Mm. Good thing he wasn't on a hoverboard. He could have lost balance. <laughs> nose came right off. <laughs> Next headline, German shepherd sued for sexual harassment after sniffing another dog's butt. Uh, going true. No. Sailing oh. pile of garbage. This day and age, though. You never it's, know. Yeah. You got to tell you, have sit down with your German Shepherd, have a chat. <laughs> you don't want them getting into that kind of trouble. Okay. The headline reads, Detroit driver arrested after successfully jumping over a drawbridge. Detroit driver arrested after successfully jumping over a drawbridge. Everybody's wanted to try that. What are you saying? Fake or real? True. True and true. Oh, wow. Every kid's wanted to try that. It's true. That's true, too. Every time you see that bridge going up, you're like, I wonder what would happen. (laughs) (laughs) This guy floored it. He made the jump. No. But then, unfortunately, He blew out all four of his tires and he couldn't leave the scene. So the (laughs) cops easily apprehended him. Still, he made it. He He, still made it. He made it, yeah. Oh, my Lord. I wonder if he was a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) He had had a loose tooth tied to the bumper of the car, right? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, next headline. This is the one. This is the piece de resistance here. Massive semen explosion after blaze hits bull artificial insemination facility. Firefighters forced to dodge, quote, projectiles. Fake news you choose. Go fake. No, it's real. Sailing pile of garbage. Even mine and Taz's sick minds couldn't come up with something that weird. A cattle breeding facility in Australia... Caught fire. Uh, 100 cylinders containing bull semen were destroyed. According to uh, authorities, <laughs> the fire completely shredded the building. The fire crew went inside. The liquid inside the cylinders was rapidly expanding. Oh, my God. And the lids of the cryogenic cylinders were popping off, and projectiles were being thrown all over the building. So firefighters... <laughs> Went into defensive mode to protect themselves because they didn't want to get injured. Imagine one of your buddy as the firefighter getting hit with one of those. Ah, no! Leave me! He slimed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. The head of the uh, Herd Services Committee, Vice Chairman, says that the uh, fire... At the cattle semen facility will be a huge blow for the farmers. <laughs> That's a quote. <laughs> that is a quote from no. the article. All right. I think you got enough there. I kind of stopped counting. Yeah. I got distracted by the bull semen. 
Marcy Playground, I smell sex and candy. If you can still smell sex and candy, and you can still taste uh, sex and candy, you should be all right. Isn't that the rule of thumb there, Jim? Sorry? What's that? Still taste it. Right. If you can smell sex and candy and you can taste sex and candy, then you should be okay. An early warning sign of COVID-19 is you can no longer smell or taste sex and candy. Okay. People are getting tested like crazy, man. Uh, The testing centers in the area are sending out notices like around lunch hour saying, don't even bother coming down because we're full. The lineup that we have already is we can't handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last week, uh, uh, there was a testing center near my place and up until Thursday, around the block, 80 cars, four days in a row. (laughs) Man. How long does it take to get through the line? Like four hours, five hours? They're saying two and a half to three and a half hours, I think. Uh, that's what I was reading on Twitter anyway. There's probably people lining up right now just to make sure they can get in. Yeah, really. Try to get like, yeah, try to get the there, line service. Get to work by 930 maybe if you're the first person through. But uh, even the parking lot was just rammed two lanes going up to the, the testing center. Well... Obviously, it's got uh, some politicians worried. Doug Ford rolled back the uh, the limits on gatherings even further on the weekend across the province. Now uh, he's capped the uh, the number of people you can have indoor and outdoor gatherings in Ancaster, Ontario. Uh, there was a bit of an impromptu car show that's got some <laughs> national attention. Yeah. Hundreds of people gathering in the parking lot of the Cineplex. No charges have been laid yet, but Hamilton police say they continue to investigate. With the help of the Project Erase team, the crowd was safely dispersed, but police are working to identify organizers to lay charges. (laughs) Those organizers, their knees must be knocking right now, because if you get charged with organizing an event over the limits, $10,000 fine. Yikes, delete that Facebook group. Is what you could be facing. That's right, the Ancaster Hot Rod (laughs) Facebook group. Delete! Has has disappeared this morning. (laughs) That would stink. On the flip side, some people are getting the message. I, I was talking to some bar owners in downtown London who said Richmond Row, which is the big stretch of bars in London, uh, was completely barren on hmm. Saturday night. Uh, you could fire a cannon down the middle of the road. There was nobody out. So a lot of the Western students and, and Western kind of started to get a bad rap last week with all the the parties and the um, the gatherings that were going on. Uh, they, I guess, are taking this seriously now. But is that good news for downtown bars and restaurants? Because 60 days of this, there's going to be a lot of places you can't afford to pay their bills. Yeah, yeah. But when they open up, then everybody's complaining that they're a hotbed and it's not safe. You you just can't please everybody. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, delicate situation here. Kids back at school. And a lot of kids going to be learning online starting this week. <laughs> This is fun. Elementary school teacher in Florida named Edith Pride spoke at a school board meeting last week. So they've been doing the online learning in Florida for a couple weeks now. And she's got some issues with the behavior she's seeing on the computer. Not from the kids, but from the parents. 
Parents, please make sure that you have the own proper clothing when you're walking in front or behind the child's computer. Because we done seen them in their drawers, the bra, and everything else. Remember, all children are on the computers and can hear your conversations. So please try to use proper language. No cussing, because if I say just no profanity, they may not know what profanity is. So no cussing, they know what that is. And number four, when you're helping your children at the computer, please uh, do not appear with big joints in your hands and cigarettes. <laughs> Parents, please understand that your child is in class. And the parents should not stay in the picture and make silly face behind the child. <laughs> wow. Bound to happen. Parents standing behind the child and making silly faces <laughs> at the teacher is bound to happen? Well, I don't mean giant joints and nudity, but giant distractions and forgetting that your yeah. children is in class. That's right. bound to happen. I saw a, p- a photo of a woman doing her makeup in the mirror and her ass was out. I and- saw that too, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad she was for behind her, her kid, yeah. just wearing a bra, bare ass. Yeah, it's probably happening all the time. Free anatomy lesson for that class. <laughs> uh, what's that behind you there? Is that butt crack? <laughs> Is that your mommy's butt crack? Is this a geography class? That's the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I like how this, this uh, Florida teacher was basically calling all the parents idiots yeah. <laughs> in the nicest possible way. Yeah. I'd say no profanity, but the parents probably wouldn't understand what that means, so I'll Snap. say no cussing. <laughs> They're all too high. Who who goes to the computer while their kid is online learning with a joint hanging out of their mouth? Yeah, that's that's weird thinking that that's happening when the teachers aren't watching. Other than the ganja grannies who we spoke with on Friday, who's doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess they're also seeing uh, people with like ankle monitors, uh, boozing. There was a complaint that a dad was boozing at ten in the morning uh, from this same meeting. Just the, all the stuff that the parents are doing, just out of control. Just don't don't stand in front of the camera when you do it. <laughs> you won't get caught. Weekend of NFL football. Featuring a big win by your Buffalo Bills, they uh, they defeated the Dolphins. You can't lose to the Dolphins in week no. two. We're two and zero. Oh. Pretty good. It's close though. Too close for comfort. 31-28. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a win's a win. Who cares? The Lions got owned by the Packers. I know a lot of Lions fans who. <laughs> are used to this sort of stuff. <laughs> After the heartbreaking loss last week, you knew the Lions were in trouble when they were leading going into the fourth quarter last week. <laughs> you can never relax yeah. as a Lions fan. Uh, they'll blow it for sure, and they yeah. did last week, and then they just got destroyed by the Packers 42-21 yesterday. Uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, looking a lot better against the Panthers. They pulled out the win. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one seventeen. How'd you feel about that? Again, for me, it's a win-win situation because for years I've hated Tom Brady, but now that he's the quarterback for my team, if they win, great, my team wins. But if they lose, I get to see Tom Brady miserable. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady probably was uh, pretty happy to see the Seahawks beat the Patriots yesterday as well. Ooh, what was that score? 35-30, and the Seahawks had the ball at the one-yard line with an opportunity to run it in, and uh, it didn't happen. They got stopped. Hmm. So, yeah, a Patriots loss. I I enjoy this. Um, The Eagles played on the weekend, 
and there's no fans in the stands right now, and still somehow the Philadelphia Eagles are getting booed when they play at home. <laughs> for Zach Ertz, and now fourth down for the punt team back on for the Eagles. John Johnson out there in the coverage. Once down 21 to three in this game. One soft play action looking for the end zone and it's intercepted. Darius Williams with a <laughs> only in Philly would they even give the sound effects guy a boo option. What the hell? The team's getting with, <laughs> when winter rolls around, they're going to have like automatic snowball machines in the in the stands <laughs> to throw balls at the team if they yeah. if they don't do well. Yeah, that's so Philly. <laughs> You know how much the teams are losing not having fans in the stands? Per game? Yeah. A million dollars at least. Dallas Cowboys, according to Forbes magazine, are losing the most. $77 million per home oh game. Oh, my God. I know. Patriots are next, $39 million per game. The Giants th- losing $32 million a game. The Texans, $27 million a game. And the Jets also losing $27 million oh. per home game. Without any uh, fans in the in the seats. It was good money while it was rolling, though, apparently. Yeah, they were doing okay. Yeah. It's Taz and Jim, and we've got Jackie on the phone. Jackie is a little worked up here. Just uh, relax. What's going on? Okay, can you come out and help me? I There's a skunk on Richmond Row with his head stuck in a beer can. I called the police. They said they don't come to that. They gave me a number for animal control and the on-call. I called the on-call, and they said... Oh, nobody works till 8 o'clock? I said, well, then what the hell is on call when your business starts at 8 o'clock? Well, hold on they, a second. How how the skunk, like, it... I don't know. I was got, driving my husband to work. I was almost out of light, so I slowed down, and I seen this black and white thing. And I looked again, and it got a snout like a aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled into the next driveway, went up to it, and I'm like, Jesus, Murphy. So I got about five feet from him, and then he turned around with his ass to me, and and then I just kind of was 50 feet away from him. And I'm talking to these people, watching this poor thing, bumping into shit and making it even deeper in his head. What kind of beer can is it? I don't know, but somebody obviously did something to take the top off so the skunk or something could get in there. Right. Like, okay. So the the it's not stuck through that little tiny opening. That's what I. That's where the confusion was. Well, I, I didn't understand how a skunk's enough. head could get stuck in a beer can. Well, you know, I wasn't going to go up and move his spur back and check to see, but obviously <laughs> the top is cut off. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have pulled it off. Yeah. Okay. And, but they said, I said, do you think if I go and help him, it'll spray me? And he goes, oh, well, it's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lord. So I didn't, I just felt bad because. Yeah, I don't like those odds on the way to work in the morning, getting sprayed by a skunk with a beer can on his head. <laughs> it's a coin flip. <laughs> I know, but what am I supposed to do? Like, he, he was big, too. Like, I probably would have been drenched. If there's a, a skunk person listening. Please head down to Richmond Row in so, London, 16, Ontario. 1607 Richmond. Okay, and and Aww. do something to help that poor skunk with the... Uh... I mean, I can't stand him, but I don't want to see him suffer or anything else, right? Yeah. Jim Kelly's Aww. got his head stuck in a couple beer cans in his life. <laughs> I stink, Maybe, too. Jim, you're the expert here. You should go down and help. <laughs> I'll come pick you up. <laughs> do it, Jim. What would it take to get you down there to to wrangle that skunk... 
with a beer can on its head. Somebody filming. That's it. I would do it for the gram. Because I've seen some videos on YouTube of people rescuing a skunk, specifically with something on its head. And, like, I've seen probably three or four, and the skunk has never sprayed. Hmm. You're in? No, not even urine. They just uh No, you're oh. in. You're in. <laughs> um I would I would try, but what are the odds that I'd be able to find it? I don't know. Well, Jackie just called. She says there's a skunk mm. wandering around. Shouldn't be that hard to find. It's got a beer can on its head. <laughs> it's just clinging and clanging around. I don't know. I, I I would give it a shot if I you want me to go try and find it? <laughs> what time is it? Well, we got to do a cash yeah, vault coming up. I probably should leave it to the professionals. <laughs> I, I would love to see that video. Mm-hmm. I, oh my god! But you'd be a hero if you if you successfully got the beer can. Everyone would be like, "Oh, what a great guy! What a humanitarian!" Yeah, yeah. Skunk humanitarian. A lot of people in my family have been sprayed by skunks, so it's not like I'm that. You throw scared, a blanket but... over it. I think is a way to. I don't. I guess so. Yeah, that that would stop the spray too, but you'd probably startle it more too doing that. So maybe if you just kind of snuck up and just quickly just grabbed the the can right from his head, maybe maybe grabbed his the back of his neck there and pulled it uh, off and then just bolted. His skunk buddies are just never going to let him hear the end of this. <laughs> Remember the time that Gary got his head stuck in that beer can? Always in the bottom of a bottle somewhere, eh? <laughs> Did you see the Emmy Awards last night hosted by Jimmy which Jimmy did it? Was it Kimmel? <laughs> I think it was Kimmel. Hard yeah. to tell these days. Hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. Well, hello and welcome to the pandemies. <laughs> wow, it's great to finally see people again. The big question that I guess we should answer is, why would you have an award show in the middle of a pandemic? No, seriously, I'm asking, why are we having an award show in the middle of a pandemic? And what the hell am I doing here? This is the year they decide they have to have a host? Now, it sounds like he's doing that in front of a live crowd. Yeah. But it was trickery. They had the sound noise, noises, just like the sporting events now. Stop! They had the, the, the crowd noises being pumped in, and also they were cutting to... Um, images of past Emmy Awards audiences. <laughs> so it really did look like there was an audience laughing at Jimmy's jokes until this happened. Watchmen is a superhero show, but it also feels very real. It's a very realistic show, except for the part where anyone in Oklahoma is wearing a mask. <laughs> hey, was that me? But wait, if I'm down there, how am I up here? That would mean that no one is in the audience. That would mean that I'm up here all alone, just like prom night. Of course I'm here all alone. Of course we don't have an audience. This isn't a MAGA rally. It's the Emmys. <laughs> they cut to the, the crowd, and Jimmy was applauding and laughing <laughs> at his own joke. So it was, uh, it was a different kind of Emmy Awards last night. A lot of the nominees were in their own homes. Some had small gatherings with cast members. And each person who was up for an Emmy had uh, 
someone in a hazmat suit on standby holding the Emmy in case they won. Wow. So even if you didn't win an Emmy, you had someone standing in your house <laughs> in this big inflatable hazmat suit holding the Emmy. And if you lost, they just left. Oh, so close. So close to victory. <laughs> The big story, and this is great for uh, Canada, for Hamilton. Uh, we got some pride invested in this one. Schitt's Creek dominated. I mean dominated the Emmy Awards. You a fan of the show, Jim? I've honestly never seen a single episode. Does this make you want to watch it, knowing that it's it's set a, an Emmy's record? Um, yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to watch it, but it's just one of those shows I've just never, never bothered. They won nine Emmys, including Best Comedy Series. They swept the acting categories. Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara won Best Actor and Actress. Daniel Levy and Annie Murphy won for Supporting Actor and Actress. First time a comedy series has swept all the acting uh, categories at the wow. Emmys. Is it it's really huge. that good? Would you say? Were you surprised? When I first watched it, I was surprised with how good the show was. And it is, if you need a little lift, it's a great show because it's not long, right? 20 minutes, 22 minutes. You Mm -hmm. can watch an entire episode. And it's just a feel-good show, man. You know, you'll watch a lot of stuff. And in this day and age, everything you see online brings you down. So if you need a quick laugh and something to put a smile on your face... Schitt's Creek is is definitely where it's at. Now, obviously, uh, Hamilton uh, is the the home, the birthplace. It's where Eugene Levy grew up. He mm-hmm. went to Westdale High School right across from the Y108 studios. So it's, uh, it's great to see him up there accepting his award for lead actor. This is his speech. The Emmy goes to Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek. Uh, I guess it's kind of ironical that the straightest role I've ever played lands me an Emmy for a comedy performance. (laughs) Um, So now I seriously have to question just what I've been doing for the past 50 years. Uh, But that for another time, I first want to thank my darling wife of 43 years, Deb Devine, for all the love, support, and sage counsel over the years. Wouldn't be up here without you, Deb. I love you. Um, And as a dad, getting to work on camera for six years with both my kids, Daniel and Sarah. Hi, honey. Um, Such a joy. Love you both and could not be prouder. And um, that brings me to my multi-Emmy-nominated partner, uh, Daniel Levy, who took took our, our show that we came up with and brilliantly guided it to this little Emmy party tonight. So thank you, son. Thank you, Academy. And to my fellow Emmy nominees, it was an honor to be in your company. Thank you. Class act, that Eugene Levy. He's the best. And how cool is that? I do envy that relationship that Daniel and and Eugene have to work with your son and have something, create something that is uh, so revered and so recognized (laughs) i can't imagine how cool that is for them Mm -hmm. i worked with my dad for a bit there wasn't that much love (laughs)
Not like you're definitely not the uh, you're not the favorite son, Jim. No, you're we not wear tuxes. You're not taking over Pat Kelly's bridge building company, are you? No, no. There's a there's a few more f bombs at our gatherings <laughs> <laughs> when we were working together. I think who is who's following in Dad's footsteps? Craig, my brother's yeah part of the company. Yeah, yeah Craig, yeah, vice president. Yeah, he's the one who's getting thanked during your dad's acceptance speech. <laughs> oh no, Jim's being left out. <laughs> Is there like a, is there an award ceremony for bridge building? The Bridgies? The Bridgies at the end of the year? <laughs> Best rebar tie? Yeah, no, no. We should bring it though. Yeah, we can make it happen. That's pretty cool, man. An Emmy record, nine awards going to Shit's Creek last night.